Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Back in the saddle today on the Buck Belusia. Feeling refreshed, although uh, it's been a wild ride here over the last week or so. Little spring break vacation time. Little visit to Stark Vegas over the weekend, hanging out with Mike Leach over there. I'll tell you about that a little later. And then uh, in line yesterday to get that replica ring, baby. Mission accomplished for the Baloo Boys. Stood in that line, got that ring. So it's been busy, busy. Hopefully you're doing all right. We got the gangs all here. Road Dog Gillespie on the road. We got Derek Thomas in the house. Our producer and engineer, Sean Nerney, is just a guy that's always ready to get to work. And we've got to get, got a lot to get to in this hour of the show. Appreciate you being with us. You want to join us today during the hour, 404-231-1680, the number. This is Atlanta Sports Station, The Fan, 680 and 93.7, streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that mobile app, sponsored by Beaver Toyota, and listen on the smart speaker, presented by South Point Financial Services. 10 o'clock hour on The Fan, brought to you by the Haug Law Group. Learning, let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. Braves fans were all set for a big night at Truist Park last night, but instead, we got a dud. Now, don't get me wrong. The replica rings were awesome. But the play on the field, in a word, disappointing. Not the type of performance that a team wants to deliver when you've got a packed house on Monday night. 42,000 fans barely had anything to cheer about last night. And it was the lousy Nationals handing out the spanking. Talk about embarrassing. Enoa was awful. The offense, weak. Between the second and eighth inning, our lineup went 23 batters without a base hit. Got outscored 11 to nothing during that stretch. Just one of those nights, right? That's baseball, right? Well, that is true. But you know that rings hollow when it's the lousy Nationals kicking your butt all over the field. And there's your big take today. Enoa, just awful last night. Really roughed up in that third inning. They put up a crooked number, five runs there. He goes three, allows seven hits and five runs. And I'm hearing a lot of people, even on, well, the home of the Braves here at 680 The Fan, making excuses this morning for Waskari Noah, who was just, just awful last night. Let's hear Snit after the game talking about he's not, he's not going to keep using that short spring training as an excuse. At some point in time, that's going to have to, we're going to have to turn the page on all the, all that, um, because he, you know, I mean, he he stretched out good, and it just, you know, wasn't a real good night. No, it wasn't very good at all. In fact, ever since he had that little incident where 
a year ago, he had a bad inning, and then he went in, sat in the dugout, and banged his fist down on the wooden bench, broke his hand. He has not been the same guy. And I'm starting to lose faith in Enoah. Braves let that number eight hitter, the former Philly, uh, it, uh, Mike Franco, go four for five with five RBI last night. Talk about disappointing. The eighth hitter in their lineup, a guy the Phillies got rid of because he was terrible. And he just lights you up last night. So disappointing. And then offensively, Braves couldn't get anything going after the first inning until the ninth, and the game was practically over. Uh, all per, uh, That game was over heading into the ninth inning and, and just not able to hit that lefty Josh Rogers, who was making his 10th career start in that game last night. Really odd wind-up. Looked like he was up there doing a little dance before he started the wind-up there. Isn't that a balk? But we had that lousy Angel Hernandez behind the plate. He wouldn't have seen that. So we uh, won the first inning and then lost the next eight. A little disappointing. All in all, though, the uh, the rings, man, that was just fantastic. And I had my two young, uh, young my sons, all right, they uh, were determined that we were going to get one of these rings. So our plan last night was I was going to pick them up at school, and we were going to hit 400 southbound immediately after school. And we made it down here to the battery somewhere around 415. And the lines for all the gates were wrapped around the battery Atlanta. And we tried to find the shortest, tried to guess, okay, which line is going to move the quickest? We ended up uh, wrapping down by uh, Wahlburgers, and then we went uphill the little cut-through street that had led to a parking deck, and then we wound around in the parking deck. And at the time, we're thinking, there's no way we're going to make it in there to get one of these rings. But the line moved fast. I think we uh, picked the first, uh, the, the really good line, and... That line moved quickly, and we got in the house, and the boys got the rings. You know, all that went really well. And and want to compliment, uh, compliment the Braves staff at Truist Park for doing an outstanding job handling all these fans that were anxious to get their hands on one of these replica rings. They did an awesome job yesterday. The Atlanta Braves, Nernie, let's get some applause going there for the Braves staff getting people into the stadium last night. Now, I only saw one altercation, and apparently there was this gentleman in his 30s. Looked like he was in his 30s, and, and he was having it out with one of the Braves staff members by the rings. And it sounded like to me this gentleman was wanting two rings. Said he had a, uh, a really sick great-grandmother at home, and, you know, she was a big fan of Eddie Matthews back in the days when he was the Milwaukee Braves third baseman, and she was determined. She really wanted these one of these rings, and she wasn't able to get to the ballpark, and he needed to get two of those things talk, last night. Give me two. And the staff member for the Braves was very patient in the beginning. Well, sir... Uh, we're only allowed to hand out one ring per person. We've got like 42,000 people wrapped around the Battery Atlanta trying to get one of these rings, so we can't give you two. And this guy lost it, man. I mean, he was ready to rumble trying to get this other ring. Give me two. He demanded two. And you know what? He got one. That's what he got.
He got one. 404-231-1680, the number. Uh, let's take some calls here. Let's see what Brett's got here in Atlanta. Brett, welcome to the show today, man. How's it going? Brett? Good, Buck. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. So, uh, yeah, last night was uh, pretty fun. They made it pretty clear about the uh, rings that you were only getting one per person, though. Yeah, this guy was upset, though. He wanted two. Yep. Well, you got to follow the rules. Yeah, that's what the guy was telling him, man. I mean, he got all upset. He wanted to rumble about this. Give me two. We appreciate you uh, calling up. No problem there, man. Nerny, do you want one of the rings? Did you get one? Uh, I am fortunate enough to uh, be getting one of the... Uh the uh, real rings today, this afternoon. over. Oh, wow. You're getting rules. a real ring today? You're coming over there, aren't you? Am I? Listen, Cellini spilled the beans on this like weeks ago, so I, I, think, it's, I think it's safe to talk about it at this point. <laughs> yeah, gosh. You know, I'd forgotten it was today or I would have dressed up a little better. I got the jeans on. I got Well, I got jeans on, too, and a button-up, and as yeah. I told the guys yesterday, that's like wearing, that's the equivalent of a tuxedo for me. Uh, you know, I could have brought a sport coat or something like that. That's going to be kind of warm. I think like 82 is the high today. You don't want to mess around. Well, I would put it on and take it off, you know, just for the ceremony, if we're going to have one of those. Yeah, so there we go. That's that. The Braves, uh, very disappointing last night. And, and look, I understand. You're going to have bad nights like this. Mama said there are going to be some days like this and all that. But it's still disappointing to me. And I just don't want to sit around here making excuses on my one-hour show is talking about, well, you know, it's the beginning of the season. Oh, you know, we had that short spring train. Look, it was short for everybody. It was short for uh, Franco, who went four for five last night. So let's not sit here and make make excuses. Hunter joins us on the show, Buck Blue Show here. Uh, Hunter, welcome welcome aboard. How's it going, buddy? Hi, Buck. How's it going today? Sound like you were you were you were the uh, you get a you get a ring an extra ring for being a good dad last night. Yeah, man. I mean, it was fun. Uh, you know, I heard Hudson talking earlier about there's no way he's going to stand in line like that to get one of those fake rings. And I wanted to call up the locker room and say, Hudson, when you have kids, you're going to do those things. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, Buck, um, you're, you're a baseball elite guy. Um, do you think some of these guys, some of these uh, these younger guys, these younger pitchers coming up and some of the uh, guys that – weren't part of the World Series, maybe are not not quite as motivated and fired up and know how hard it is to get there because, you know, if they start lackluster here, you know, I think some of the other teams obviously have gotten better. So I think it's going to be a long haul here, and I'll hang up and listen and see what your thoughts are. Hey, we appreciate listening to the show. And what these young guys need to understand is you only get so many chances in, in Major League Baseball. I mean, look around at all the prospects that are in AAA, AA, high A, low A, rookie ball. They are prospects looking to take your job if you don't get the job done. So you're only going to get so many opportunities. Somebody needs to tell Enoa exactly that. You better step it up because you got guys like Bryce Elder down there ready to take your job if you keep going out and pitching like that. Kyle Muller's waiting on an opportunity. You know what needs to understand that? You, you better go out there and give it your best go. Or you're going to lose that job. 
going to end up in the minor leagues, end up with another organization. No excuses, man. This is Major League Baseball. There aren't any excuses going around when you're playing Major League Baseball. You either get the job done or you get out of the way and let somebody else have an opportunity. And then you don't do knucklehead things like banging on the bench with your pitching hand. Crying out loud, man. What in the world? Let's get to the Buck Blue Show headline. That's brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more. The work is done fast. The work is done right. Visit GreaseMonkeyAuto.com for store locations and special offers. We got the Hawks getting the playoffs underway tomorrow night. The, the play-in tournament tips off tonight. The Hawks go tomorrow night right here in Atlanta against the Hornets. A 7 o'clock tip. They won't have John Collins. What has happened to John Collins? He has disappeared here at the end of the year. Or he's got a foot that's banged up. I understand it. But it's, it's playoff time, man. It is playoff time. And this is a really complicated system to me. I mean, you got the, the seven seed taking on the eight seed. The winner now earns the seven seed in the playoffs. All right, the nine versus the ten is where the Hawks are. The winner will face the loser of the seven versus eight play-in game. If you lose, then you're eliminated. If you win, you move on, you face the winner of the seven versus eight. And if you win that, you're the eight seed. Did you get all that right? Yeah, I didn't think so. So it could be a one and done here tomorrow night with our Atlanta Hawks. A seven o'clock tip down at uh, down at the uh, downtown arena that we have for the Hawks here. Yeah, the farm, and uh, they will uh, hopefully try to extend the playoff run. Go get them, Trey. We're pulling for you. Uh, let's let's take on David before we take the break here. David, welcome to the Buck Baloo Show. What's your question? Well, not so much a question as the, talking about the uh, I don't what call him a name, but the guy who wanted two rings. Yeah, uh, I would make a suggestion if his grandmother wants that so bad, why doesn't he just give her his ring? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing, and I wanted to go up there and say, "Sir, you you got a ring? Give it to your grandmother." And yeah, if, and yeah, I, he's being. Yeah. If she's that sick, I mean, apparently you're going to end up with a ring anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. That's just a simple solution. Yeah, he doesn't need to be a uh, jerk about it, I guess. Yeah, he was demanding more than one now. Utah, give me two. We appreciate you listening and coming on the show today. I was wondering the same thing. I mean, you got a ring. Give it to the grandmother. Or you can get Nernie's real one a little later. I can't wait to see Nerny wearing that thing around the office tomorrow. That's going to be awesome. All right, coming up next, Georgia. They've lost another five-star. And since I was out yesterday, well, I've got to throw my 10 cents into this. So we'll uh, hit some of that. Falcons draft just around the corner. We'll talk about that. Chip Towers, Bulldog beat writer for the AJC, will be with me for the Bulldog roundtable coming up at 1035. So a lot to come. Glad you're with us. Baloo back in the saddle. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Seven. Hey guys, you got the Blue Show back in the saddle today. It feels good. For a couple of days off. Ready to get back to work. Big week, obviously, with the Brave season underway. G Day coming up on Saturday. Looking forward to that, and we appreciate all our fine sponsors here at The Fan, like, uh, say, Beaver Toyota. Stay connected to all the latest news, your favorite fan shows on The Fan app, driven by Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online. BeaverToyotaOfComing.com and see what wow really means. And also stay connected uh, with the smart speaker. Listen there. That's brought to you by the mortgage professionals at South Point Financial Services. You can visit them at SP. FS.com. Let's talk a little Georgia football. Getting ready for G Day on Saturday. By the way, I'm going to have got a new book out, Inside the Hedges. And I will be having my first book signing on Saturday at the UGA bookstore prior to G Day kicking off. So 10, 10 to 1. Be able to find me at the bookstore. Come on in. Hope you'll uh, come by and say hello and buy one of the books. Now, last uh, yesterday, I was at the Tony Barnhart Charity Golf Tournament, and Coach Dooley was there, and Tony was introducing the so-called celebrities. And when he got to me, he skipped all the statistics in the college, uh, back in the college days. He, he skipped all that, and he went straight to the book. And I couldn't help but look at Coach Dooley up there, uh, towering over all of us, looking down on us at the golf course. St. Ives, by the way, was in great shape. And Coach Dilly looked a little surprised, and I say, "Oh goodness, wonder what he's thinking." When you hear inside the hedges, DT, what do you think? All right, what are you thinking? Oh, I got some major scoop I'm going to uncover here. It sounds like a little, uh, yeah, a little deeper inside the hedges, behind the music type thing, uh, exclusively from behind the curtain, huh? right, right from the mouth of the quarterback. Yeah, as only the quarterback can see it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so I, he looked a little surprised, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners are He's surprised. He's thinking, Buck, too. you're writing books now. Why weren't you reading more books where you were back in college? Well, Coach Dooley has written three or four or five of these things. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so we're going to join the uh, join the club. And you can uh, pre-order the book available. They will ship out this weekend. You can pre-order today at InsideTheHedges.com. Find that information there. You'll be hearing about that a little more later. Right now, though, I want to talk about Amarius Mims. Nerney, got your attention. I know you're a former lineman. And this guy came into Georgia as a, an in-state five-star offensive tackle, one of the top-rated tackles coming out of high school in that class. And he has entered the transfer portal. And you know why he entered the transfer portal? No, he was happy at Georgia. I mean, this is his dream school. This is where he ended up signing. He just wasn't happy uh, watching. I think he wanted to be playing. And look, uh, Marius Mims had every opportunity 
to become a starter on that football team. He had two years or a year and a half to win playing time on that offensive line, and he was not able to do it. I mean, simply put, that's what it is what it is. Kirby, I'm sure he tells all these recruits, man, come, we want you. You come to Georgia, come play for me, and we're going to give you the opportunity to compete for the starting job. And if you're the best man, guess what? You're going to be the starter. And I'm sure he told Amarius Mims this. And Mims had every opportunity. But at the end of the day, he couldn't beat out Broderick Jones, who looks like he'll be starting at left offensive tackle this season, or right tackle Warren McClendon, who's done solid work over the last two seasons. Really solid work at right tackle. Totally under the radar. He doesn't get a lot of uh, glowing uh, people talking about him on sports talk radio, writing about him online. You just don't hear a lot about Warren McClendon. But he's done solid work over the last two seasons. And so where does this leave Amarius Mims? Can't beat out Broderick Jones. Can't replace McClendon. So it's time to transfer. This is 2022, right? If you can't win a starting job, then you've got the opportunity to transfer out and go compete and maybe start somewhere else. So that's where Marius Mims is. What does this tell you? Well, it tells you that Broderick Jones is ready to step in and have a, an impressive season at left offensive tackle. And it tells you that Warren McClendon is way better than he's ever been credit for, uh, credited for. Very impressive offensive tackles. And, hey, Mem said, I can't beat him out. It's time to leave. Go find another spot. Maybe somebody else needs a tackle more than Georgia needs me. So that's where we are in college football. I mean, it used to be back when I played, you had to sit out a year if you were going to transfer. And nobody wants to do that. And so a lot of guys just uh, stuck it out. Waited their turn. <clears throat> Focused on getting better to earn one of those jobs. Now, though, at the drop of a hat, you're out of there. I mean, you could go out and be a starter and put up big numbers and still transfer out of there, like Jermaine Burton moving over to Alabama. But I was one of the dudes that was really looking forward to seeing Amarius Mims, a monster, a beast, and he just could not beat out Broderick Jones and Warren McClendon, and he had every opportunity to do so. Wishing him well as he moves on, unless he goes to, say, the Gator program. I believe they need an offensive tackle. No telling where he's going to show up. All right, let's talk Falcons draft. All right, we got the draft coming up at the end of the month. Falcons, a lot of talk about the Falcons taking a quarterback with the eighth pick of the first round. Now, I'm not one of those that want to see the Falcons do this. And I've said it multiple times on this show. I believe this talk about the Falcons and when you hear Fontenot and, you know, uh, Coach Smith and, you know, the Falcoholic and all these outlets and they're talking about taking a quarterback at eight, I think it's a smokescreen. That's what it is. It's a smokescreen. Fontenot said weeks ago that they're not going to reach for a quarterback. What does that mean? Well, they're not going to draft a guy before he should be drafted. And I don't see any of these quarterbacks in this draft worthy of being taken in the top 10 picks of the draft. 
So I don't think Fontenot's going to reach for any of them. Why? Well, I've got three reasons. All right, number one, you got too many other needs. I mean, look across both, uh, both sides of the ball here. I mean, you got needs, multiple needs on both sides of the ball. Number two, <clears throat> there are too many other higher-rated players that will be on the board at number eight when the Falcons step up to draft. And this is the first-round pick, all right? The first-round pick, best available player. Fontenot has already said, he said it publicly, he's a best available player guy. So there's going to be multiple players rated higher than any of these quarterbacks when the Falcons pick at eight. Again, he said he's not going to reach. So I think that that is a uh, reading the tea leaves. That tells you they're not taking a quarterback with that eighth pick. Number three, uh, you know, I've already said that it just none of these guys are are worthy of being the eighth pick of the first round. That's just the honest truth. So I think it's all a smokescreen. They signed Marcus Mariota. There's no Mary. It's Mariota. They've signed him. He's going to be the starter. So you're telling me they're going to sign Mariota, bring him in, and draft one of these guys that isn't going to be ready. Like Willis, he's raw. He's not going to be ready to start. And they're going to put Mariota on the bench? Come on, man. You're smarter than that. They're not taking a quarterback at eight. Convinced of it. Now, I hope they take a running back, say, in round three, and I hope that running back's going to be Brian Robinson, the Alabama running back. Projected to be a fourth or a fifth-round pick. Falcons probably need a running back worse than any anybody else in the NFL. So I could see them say, okay, the guy's rated out as a fourth-round pick. We're taking him in the third round. He's a bigger back, and I think that really fits what Arthur Smith wants out of a running back, a bigger back. That's what this kid is. He's 23 also, and I like that about him. He's older than most of these other running backs, more mature. The opportunity to play a lot of football as a rookie, make a, an immediate impact, a good receiver, which is huge in the National Football League. You don't want a running back that can't catch the ball. It's a National Football League, man. Now, he does need to work on the pass protection. But other than, you know, all these guys have something to work on coming into the league. So I'm hoping running back in the third round, and I'm hoping it's, hoping it's going to be Alabama's Brian Robbins. Nerney, we got time to uh, do the no huddle, college football no huddle. We got a lot of stuff going on in college football. It's time to go no huddle. Presented by Roofing Forward. When your roof needs to be repaired or replaced, call the roofing company that supports Camp Sunshine. Together, we can roof it forward. All right, over the weekend, I took my uh, daughter on a college visit. And I had a chance to go watch some baseball uh, at Mississippi State. They were playing LSU this weekend. They got swept, by the way. But after the game on Friday night, I was in the uh, left, left field condos. They've got overlooking the Mississippi State baseball field. I mean, this is the, this is the best I've ever seen. I mean, they're professional teams that don't have a complex like what Mississippi State has. But in the condo next to the one I was staying in Friday night was Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach. 
had somebody come over and say, hey, Leach is next door, and he said for you to come on over. He wants to visit with you. So I did exactly that. I spent about an hour with Coach over there. And, Nerney, you know what he wanted to talk about? He wanted to reminisce about being at Valdosta State, where you used to play. And we sat, I sat there and talked with him for an hour about uh, the high school program, about some of the players that came out of Valdosta, about, you know, the, uh, the love that he has for Valdosta. And, and then after he got through with that, I started hitting him up about his quarterback, Will Rogers. Coach, tell me about Will Rogers. He said, well, he's better than he was last season. And so I immediately had to go look uh, when I had a chance and I saw where he was. He was a top 30 quarterback in college football last season when you look at the total QBR. So he's going to be better than that this season. Last season, he completed 74% of his passes, 36 touchdowns, nine interceptions. And he's better this year. And I saw it with my own two eyes because Leach said, hey, we got to open scrimmage tomorrow. Come on out and watch it. So I... You know, it was before the baseball game, so I did that. I went out and watched Mississippi State, scouted Mississippi State, right, because Georgia makes the trip over to Starkville this fall. And very impressed with Will Rogers and him throwing that football around, man. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, Auburn Tigers, they had their spring game this past Saturday, and I tell you what, T.J. Finley has missed an opportunity to take charge and be the starting quarterback heading into summer practice leading into the season. He did not take control during the spring, and that's a bad thing for the Tigers because I don't believe any of those other guys are ready to play either. Over at Alabama, they got their A-Day game this Saturday. And the big reveal to the Crimson Tide fans... Who's going to replace Brian Rob Robinson at running back? Well, the big reveal, Jameer Gibbs steps on the field in front of that fan base this coming Saturday. And reportedly, my Crimson Tide insider is telling me he has dominated spring football practice, Nerney. And he looks like he will be Alabama's featured running back this season. I said the minute I heard he's transferring to Alabama that he will be a Heisman contender every season that he plays behind that offensive line. Man, it, it might, it's going to be spectacular watching that. And I know the tech people are cringing right now. Uh, the Gators, uh, Billy Napier, the head coach down there, taking over for Mullen. Some people in Starkville won't even mention Mullen's name. They just say, well, that coach we used to have. That's how they refer to Mullen. But Napier has had a big culture change he's taken on by taking the Gator job because, look, under Mullen, they were undisciplined. And it's been slow for Napier to, to make that change because they just had their second scrimmage full of penalties. Full of penalties. And remember now, last season, as far as penalties go, the Gators, they're like 130 teams. They were 121st last season in penalties. And Napier's got to be a little frustrated. That culture with undisciplined play continues down in the swamp. Kentucky's got a new offensive coordinator, and he's one of Shanahan's former assistant coaches. So they've made an uh, offensive change there, Kentucky, heading into this season. And Will Levis, their quarterback, had a really solid season a year ago. And he has been... Uh, delivering clean performances at practice up in Lexington. Going a lot with the uh, the heavy on the, the 12 personnel grouping. And Levis 
doing a tremendous job for Kentucky at quarterback with this new offensive scheme change. And there's your uh, no huddle today. No huddle brought to you by Roof It Forward on Buckaloo's College Football Today. All right, uh, it's time for the uh, the Bulldog Roundtable coming up. Uh, Chip Towers is going to be with us in just a moment as DT tries to dial him up and get him on. Chip has always been good to the show, uh, good to me. Former colleague here at 680 The Fan. We did that Saturday morning show a couple of years together uh, when, when he was, uh, you know, just working the, the Georgia beat over at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and, and Chip continues to be awesome. Uh, being on my show as we try to get him lined up and in here. Let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, first like 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, Triple A. And by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan. 680 and 93.7 FM. AJC's Chip Towers joins me. Today's our truest on up Georgia insider. And he joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Chip, talking a little Bulldog football as we get ready for G-Day coming up on Saturday. What are you expecting on Saturday? Well, you know, I mean, like a lot of uh, uh, scrimmages, inter-squad scrimmages, I expect you'll see, you know, everybody on the roster play. Uh, I think you'll see Georgia fans will see the stars they want to see uh, early on and, and then probably not real late into the uh, into the scrimmage and, and uh, you know, um, see some young up and coming guys. Hopefully that, uh, that's what I'll be looking for. Obviously, I think on the defensive side of the ball, you, you, you're replacing so many, um, uh, frontline players. So I'll be looking to see, you know, who's starting, who's getting playing time, who's on the red, who's on the black, you know, typically is a little bit of a indicator, uh, this, that, and the other thing. And, um, you know, it's somewhere in the middle of all that. There's going to be some sort of ring ceremony, as I understand it. This is still sort of developing, but, you know, according to, to UGA, they, they are going to do something with the, with the rings, but it, it, it sounds like they're not going to make a big, huge fuss about it. So I think that's still developing right now, but that might be worth the price of admission right there for some fans to see the, uh, see the players in 21 uh, team get their their championship rings well chip i tell you what you want to sell out that stadium let the word get out their replica rings these fans are going to get when they come in the stadium like the braves did last night you, you sell know, that I thing don't, out i don't quick. know if that's not what they're getting for their you know there's a five dollar charge this year georgia typically doesn't charge i think i think uh, you know handing a ring out upon entry would have been a great marketing strategy there's but no I don't doubt know if that's the case so what, what was what do you make of the Stetson Bennett thing? A couple of weeks ago, I had Kirby on, and and leading into having Kirby on the Buck Blue show, and I did ask him during the interview about what the deal with Stetson Bennett was. He had said something about, well, we got to get him going to class. Uh, you know, he made a lot of knucklehead plays last season, and then when I asked Kirby about it, he said, "What are you talking about?" And then uh, this past week, last week, he was he was bragging on Stetson. Chip, explain what's happening for us. <laughs> Well, I think sometimes 
I think sometimes uh, Kirby gets caught in in um, sort of establishing his various different uh, narratives and agendas. And, uh, you know, the bottom line is Kirby never wants anybody to think that they have arrived. And, uh, and, and that's rarely the case anyway. Uh, but, you know, in the, in, in the case of, of, of Stetson Bennett in particular, there are always things that you can improve on. He uh, enumerated all kinds of them when, when we had a brief opportunity to talk to him early in, in the spring practice. And, and uh, in the meantime, you're, you're, you're trying to keep everybody else satisfied. Listen, man, in the, in, you know, in the age of the transfer portal, um, you have to keep it front and center that um, this is why we want you around. This is, this is how you could be. Your situation could change completely in an instant. Um, you have to be more and more mindful of that all the time. You know, I, and I'm not saying his comments were directed at keeping Carson back or, or any of the other quarterbacks around, but I, but I think it, it, it is uh, his way of explaining that, you know, nobody has ever arrived. Nobody is ever perfect. Nothing is ever written in stone. And that's the truth. You know, now you and I, I think we agree that look, Stetson Bennett is going to be your starter, you know, not only in the opening game next season, but, you know, certainly heading into the season, but between the possibility of injury and just, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, just gagging on, you know, just not playing well, um, you know, things can change. So, uh, but that said, I mean, you know, we just saw 15 games, uh, well, you know, technically maybe 12 games of, of Stetson Bennett showing how and, and why he can lead a team to a championship. Uh, you know, I don't think any of that has changed since January 10th. Got some boys at the coffee shop a little upset with Amarius Mims transferring out. Is it as simple, Chip, is that he just couldn't beat out Broderick Jones and Warren McClendon? Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. Uh, you know, uh, uh, again, uh, the age of, of, of the transfer portal patients is going to be uh, more thin in certain individuals. I don't think that applies to all of them, but, uh, you know, in Amarius Mims' case, I don't know who's in his ear. I, I know his um, coach, Vaughn Laster, very well. He was at Houston County with 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 Jake Fromm, and he was with Marius Mims at Bleckley County. And I, I know he doesn't encourage transferring. So, uh, you know, I, I know it's not coming from him. And, and you know, the transfer portal, uh, it always beckons to any player who – doesn't want to wait and, and but the bottom line is he was had been unable to unseat uh Broderick Jones or Warren McClendon at either one of the tackles now I know he was getting extensive looks inside at guard and and probably um you know certainly would have would have contended for a starting spot inside and regardless of that was going to play extensively I mean I think he played in eight or nine games uh last year as a true freshman uh, you know, he was going to, I mean, he was big in the rotation plans, but he was, he had not been able to win a starting job. And, you know, here in the last couple of weeks, uh, I'm sure that was spelled out when they start, you know, splitting up the team for the red and black squads. And it becomes apparent who's going to be on which team, you know, which team, the, the timing of this, that apparently he did was not at practice this past Thursday and certainly was not at the scrimmage 
on Saturday tells me maybe he didn't like where his place was uh, in that rotation. He's looking elsewhere. Now, two things on that. One, uh, you know, Georgia has a lot of offensive linemen. I mean, by my count, you've got Amarius Mims, Clay Webb, uh, also a former five-star, and Owen Condon, uh, who have either left or in the transfer portal at the minute. There's still 17 offensive linemen on this staff. I mean, on this roster. And, you know, a lot of them look like Amarius Mims. Now, I don't know. Uh, Amarius Mims, I understand he showed up raw, uh, plenty strong. But, I mean, you got guys like uh, Xavier Truss is exactly the same size, six foot seven, 335. Devin Willock, six foot seven, uh, 335. Uh, you know, Micah Morris, six six three thirty. 330. Chad Lindbergh, six six three twenty five. Uh, these guys are still there, and, you know, they've been there longer. Um, so they effectively, you would think, know what they're doing. So uh, you don't want to lose a guy like Amari Smith. The second point I was going to make on that is just because you enter the transfer portal doesn't mean you necessarily – there are some that go in the portal and they come back out and come to Georgia. I, I, I don't know this for 100% sure, but, you know, I think he's the type of player and has the type of future that – you know, you, 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 there may still be some convincing to be had that, that Georgia's still your best availability. Because if it wasn't going to happen as a starter this year, darn sure was going to happen next year, which would be his junior year, which would be, you know, debut for the, for the NFL, I would think, in his case. Chip, I know you want to see the defense. For me, I, there are certain guys that I'm looking forward to seeing on – uh, Saturday at G-Day, uh, Ad Mitchell. I want to see how much better he is than he was during the season. And the word is he's gotten a lot better, so I, I can't wait to see him. want to see McIntosh and Milton at running back. I want to see Arian Smith, the receiver. Uh, but I think if I had to pick out one guy I wanted to see with Jordan Davis moving on to the NFL, I want to see this Zion Logue and see what he's got in the middle of the D-line. What about you? Well, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I think you'll see a lot of Zion Logue. You know, it's kind of a little bit of a misnomer that Jalen Carter is not technically a returning starter. but uh, So he's not listed as a returning starter in the official. You already know record, he can play. Yeah, you know he can play. So, you know, you know you're not going to see a ton of him. But a guy like Zion Logue, I'm sure they want to get him out there. And, and Jordan is strong in the middle on the offensive line. So um, I forget which one is, is, is number one offense and which one is number one defense. But, uh, you know, Zion Logue is going to be going against, you know, Cedric Van Pran uh, and those other guys on the other side. And that's going to be – they're going to want to – I guarantee you, uh, you know, both Coach Serrells and, and, um, and, and uh, Georgia's defensive line coach uh, are going to be wanting to get a good long look at that and several other guys. You know, there's a bunch of guys uh, on the defensive line who have been sitting behind that, you know, mighty trio that Georgia had, you know, guys like uh, Warren Brinson and, and Jonathan Jefferson, Tymon Mitchell, you know, Bill Norton, he's another one of those former five stars, uh, uh, Nazir Stackhouse, all those guys uh, you're wanting to get a look at, particularly in the interior defensive line. I think Georgia's pretty well set when you start getting out there at, uh, you know, four technique, five technique, six technique. Uh, I think they're in, in, in pretty good shape, but it's really in there in the interior that some people have to prove they can play. There's been a lot of buzz about Zion Logue, so, yeah, I'll be watching him. And that back end, the secondary, you know, there's a lot of work to be done in there and at middle linebacker. I mean, you know, 
Nakobe Dean, Quay Walker, and Channing Tindall. That might be as good of a three-man rotation as Georgia's ever had on the inside. I mean, they've always had good uh, inside linebackers, but typically, you know, one sort of stood out above the other. All three of those guys, I think the NFL draft is going to prove were, were exceptional at what they did. And there's so there's going to be new guys in there. I think we know who they are, but, uh, you know, this is a chance to watch them compete. Um, you know, for an extended period of time, and that'll be fun to see. Yeah, cornerback, <clears throat> cornerback opposite Ringo is going to be interesting too. Got my eye on that. Chip, great stuff. We always appreciate you taking out time to come on the Baloo Show, man. Thanks so much. All right, my pleasure, Buck. See you see Saturday. You yeah, looking forward to it. Want to invite you to join the Gwinnett County Sports Hall of Fame at Gal South District Conference Center. Tonight, you got a Q&A with Kirby Smart and 2010 Hall of Fame inductee Matt Stinchcomb. You're going to get a VIP mixer with Coach Smart and Matt Stinchcomb, a silent auction emceed by Fox 5 Atlanta's Buck Lanford. More information and tickets go to gcps-foundation.org to uh, check out Kirby and Stinchcomb coming up later tonight. Right now, you've got a chance to win tickets to tomorrow's businessman, uh, business fan special at Truist Park, a 12-20 first pitch. You want to get in, see the Braves and National tomorrow, call us right now at 404-231-1680, the number, and you'll walk away with a, a pair of free tickets, compliments of the Braves and us at 680, the fan. We're going to come back, talk about Dansby Swanson and who's going to start this game tonight. And uh, also the final word coming up. It's the Buck Blue Show on the fan, 680 and 93. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. All right, come on, Dansby. Slow start, two for 16 with 10 strikeouts. Got to get you going. Let's reset for Dansby Swanson tonight. And can we see Bryce Elder? Can we? Look, everybody, I know a lot of fans looking forward to that. All right, heads up. Uh, final word, the new book, Inside the Hedges is out and i will have my first book signing coming up saturday before g day at the uga bookstore starting at 10 a.m you can also pre-order online go to insidethehedges.com and pre-order the new book i'd appreciate that very much that's going to do it for the show today glad you hung out with us we appreciate chip towers being with us heads up tomorrow 10 20 coach kirby smart will be with me We'll get you ready for G-Day. Kirby Smart tomorrow here on the show at 1020. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, bud. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required.